You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. And I'm Cash. And I'm Jake. And here we are doing season two, episode four of Preacher. Yep, that's right. We're sans Zach this episode. We are. I don't know if we'll ever all be back together. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll just keep pulling injuries. A lot of busy lives and, uh, you know, things that we all have to take care of. Yeah. And then uh, this one is Victor. Victor, yeah. Uh, Which, you know, would make you think that you would learn a whole lot about this Victor character. Negatory. Yeah. I mean, outside of him being extremely scary, I don't think I learned anything about him. But then I don't know if he was scary by the end of the episode. I think his henchman, Ben, was scary, but I don't know about him. I don't know. Like when we first got introduced into him and then we just have the long, awkward, awkward silence, I was creeped out. Yeah. And then like the music and like the score that uh, David Porter had with it, I, I had goosebumps. So all over though, what do you think about yeah. this episode? I'm going to go with, it was really, really good. Like it moved it forward, even though we went nowhere and like just how we introduced Victor, his henchman, the fear that he put in the tulip, the acting, and just a little bit more of Dennis. Uh, it gave me everything that I wanted. <laughs> um, you? I feel like about this one about like I did last week. Another very good episode, but not a ton of movement. Yeah. So, Zach and I talked about this last week where we were kind of wondering how many episodes can they give you without the Saint of Killers showing up? I think two because I'm pretty sure he's going to show up next week. Well, what they did was they did a good job. They start this episode directly where the last episode started because we were like, they can't go one or two more days. No. It's like they got there. You know, we had all last episode and now we have the second day and we know the Santa Killers is now walking into New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, that's fine. I'm good with it then. And like they've actually played it off to where I can conceive in like two days, he could probably make that walk. You know, not stop it, not having to pee, eat, or drink or anything. Maybe. I'm okay with it. Whatever. I don't, I don't care. I just know that he can cover ground. Yeah. And they can't be dilly-dallying and him not show up very soon. And have you been remembering that he can't, that he doesn't know he can't use Genesis? Because I forgot that he doesn't know that. Um, well, yeah, he's not supposed to be using it because it's supposed to draw the mm-hmm. killer but he we all the contracts know off yeah and so yeah. like he's still using it free willy you know not thinking that the sand of killers is after him so i'm excited to see how he gets reintroduced into the show oh absolutely i agree and we also know he's going to use it if it's tulip is in danger absolutely you know what i mean so all right once again kind of like last week there's not a ton of stuff to talk about this episode no there's Three or four high points that you'd really need to know. And then the rest of it's kind of not filler, but slow movement to mm-hmm. next episodes. Okay, so we could let's I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's knock out Eugene. Yeah, I was about to say, let's just get hell completely out of the way. Okay. So hell is on the fritz. Yes. Apparently. Um well at least one floor or one whatever it's called wing yeah is on the fritz so we meet we get to see more of hitler 
and we get to see like six to ten more other hell guests. Exactly. And like right before uh, the show started, I tweeted out, you know, would Hitler be that scary? I feel like you could have a couple of interesting one-on-one conversations with him. Well, and that's what Hitler kind of ended up being. I think they did a really cool thing. First off, you said it for the podcast. Only Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg could yeah, make you feel, feel any remorse towards Hitler. Yeah, like I mean, um, like, Hitler, can, can you do something like throw a kick or anything? Well, I was waiting for him to like you know do a, like a throat chop or yeah. something on this Tyler guy, but didn't happen. Anyway, am, are you like me that when the other people are coming out of their doors and stuff like that, were you like trying to figure out what was their crime, what they do, yeah, like, what got them here, you know? There's a few like pretty girls like from the 50s style. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing here? There's and like a caveman, it looks like almost. Yeah, it was a Neanderthal. Yeah, he's weird. He can't speak. Yeah, he's got to be a Neanderthal because later in the episode, you uh, see him looking at the fire like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. And then did you notice the numbers on their oh. chest? Yeah, he's like 38 million. Yeah, well, he, uh, Eugene has a number that comes before Hitler. It makes Did no he? sense. That, yeah. Like, I paused it, I looked him up and stuff, Like, and then a couple people have the same number. Huh. Weird. Because, like, it fascinated me. I tried to look up Reddit. I looked everywhere to try to see if anyone had any ideas on these numbers. Nothing. Hmm. Well, most of what we've seen on this show is done on purpose, yeah, so I'm assuming like, maybe it means something. Because they even, they didn't, like, focus on the numbers, but it was clear that you were able to read yeah, them. On some points, you could definitely read them. Right. So we get to the point where Eugene can't get back into his room. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of scared. They're like, if they catch us out of our rooms, we're all going to be yeah. put in the hole. And like I'm sitting uh, there thinking, like, if you're already in hell and this is your torment and punishment, how does it really get worse? Well, <laughs> you find out later. But we kind of find out. Yeah. We, we, we see what could be something awful. Um, but he goes into Hitler's, what do they call it? Uh, I mean, we'll just call it torture chamber. Torment room. Yeah. So we get to see, and this is what I thought was very smart. We only get to see half mm-hmm. or the beginning of Hitler's worst memory. And I love, it's just, first off, loving Hitler's mustache. Didn't oh, it's think great. I would ever say that in my life, but loving that full, thick, beautiful mustache. And- Kudos to the makeup guy. I'm assuming that this guy, I don't remember, know the actor that well, doesn't have the scars mm-hmm. on the side of his face like that. But it looks so wicked. I really like it. No, they've done a great job with... And, and then we all know that Hitler was an artist too. Mm-hmm. And to like bring that into the story... Oh, I've got to um, figure this person is going to butcher Hitler's paintings, right? Like That's got to be what this memory is. That's what I'm saying. Like... This is going to be what turned Adolf Hitler into Adolf Hitler. The the single name Hitler. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's only certain people that get away with you know them by their single name. Yes. You know, like a Madonna, a Cher, Bono, usually divas of some kind, uh, Caesar. You know, just yeah. Now we and there's always Hitler, of yeah. course. So. I love this little sequence, though. And I yeah. love, like, we see, like, that brief, like, anger moment where the waiter oh, the, hits him. And, the Jewish guy walks into yeah. it. Yeah. 
And you think he's going to have a freak out. Well, because, like, the music got real tense and everything. And, like, they zoom in on him and everything. And he said just, oh, no, you're fine. My fault. He blamed himself for it. It's like, man, this is something's going to turn him, obviously. Um, And I think you might be right. It might be something to do with his getting his, you know, drawings just shat upon by this critic or whatever. Because, like, he's just so caring about him and stuff and passion he's like no no they're not ready and she's like no no it'll be fine he's a friend and i'm like and then i'm thinking like this dude's gotta be boning hitler's girl yeah i was like this is gonna come this is gonna be part of it and he had an odd reaction to the communist comment too Mm -hmm. you know it, it was almost like he was a sympathizer you know what i'm saying yeah and was a little thrown taken aback by what she said and then he just played his part basically um anyway really hoping we get to see the end of his dream I, I, they've got to show us the entire uh tormented memory yeah so we get out of that we get another scene where eugene is called down to the principal's office yeah, kind of say essentially the principal's office and she's on the phone and every once in a while she you see her voice break into mm-hmm. like demon voice and I was like, ooh, nice touch. I like this. Um, and she's mad that somebody has escaped. Yes. And then she's kind of coming at Eugene talking about, you seem like a nice guy. That shit don't fly down here. And I loved it. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm glad she's complimenting Eugene's outfit. And then, like you said, that don't fly here. And I was like, oh, yeah. God. And, and at that moment, I realized I would never make it in hell. Yeah, and I don't know who this beast of a man is in real life. I assume a pro wrestler or something. Has to be. But, yeah, he comes over, opens up the hole. It's some nasty, toxic, fuming thing with people screaming in it. Um, lots and lots of screaming. That's That looks pretty terrible, I'm sure. Uh, and it looked pretty hot. Like, I thought like I saw some flames flickering up and stuff, and I was like, okay. that That's the hell I always imagined. Yeah, so... Is the person she's complaining about the Saint of Killers? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking she just got word that God was gone. And so I was thinking she was talking about God, but I really like where your head's at being the Saint of Killers. No, because she said, if we don't get this taken care of, you know it'll get back to you know who. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So clearly she's talking about the devil. And... I think it might be Santa Killers that because we know now mm-hmm. he was basically in a torment room too. Yep. Um, so if he was, if he's left and they don't know where he is, then that's a good thing. And matter of fact, before we started the podcast, I didn't think about that. I just was thinking about it. And I was like, hey, you know what? That's probably him. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I like where your head's at going with it. So, so now are we going to have a retrieval unit coming after the Saint of Killers? Well, it's very possible because we already know that there's an angel group mm-hmm. of you know badasses like the Angel SWAT. Yeah, that we're going to have to come back and see that we're coming to get Genesis. Yes. Um. Well, really, they were coming to get the two rogue a- that, angels. That's it. I was like, because no, like our two angels were not SWAT. But no, no, no. The one, the Terminator girl, definitely yes. SWAT. Yes, absolutely. So. That would be pretty badass if we mm-hmm. get the hell SWAT and the angel SWAT, you know what I mean? 
like having to meet up and then there's the Santa killers in there. And then there's Jesse and Cassidy and Tulip in there. No, I mean, there's a lot of play with that. And then potentially even the devil coming out just because he knows he can get Genesis. I will be curious to see if we get a shot of the devil ever this season. I think we'll get like a, uh, what's it called? Like a shadow figure. Like a Is silhouette that, of yeah, him or something. I feel like we'll get a silhouette of him. And then like he'll have horns and stuff, but he won't have horns once we get like the real image of him. Until they figure out who to cast yes. as the person. <laughs> you know, figure it out. It'll probably be like Dave Grohl from... Uh, for, for Fighters? Yeah, well, it, like, not that, but like when he was in Jack Black's music video. Oh, okay, yeah. like Pick of Destiny. And, yeah, the yeah. Pick of Destiny. It'll probably be yeah. like that silhouette of Dave Grohl, <laughs> and then it'll just be Dave Grohl. Well, yeah, but you think about Rogue and, and Goldberg, and they wrote, you know, um, what was the End of Days one? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, it was him and James Franco. Uh, oh, my God, I can't remember that. Uh, it's going to murder me with uh, Jonah Hill and everything getting impregnated. Right. So we know what they yes. they see as <laughs> demons and devils, what they look like. Basically, a lot of huge dongs on yes. horned red things. <laughs> um, so who knows what we could see with this? Because, <laughs> you know, I've not read the graphic novels, so I'm not sure, you know, what they look like inside that even no and uh mm, i'm excited to see what we get going on in hell right but afterwards we, we get another sequence where all they're kind all of like in the mess hall yeah well uh, commons room yeah you know what i mean and we get the douchey tyler guy with this collar flipped up and he's been bullying hitler a little bit and he starts at him again now you, Cash and I both thought that at some point Hitler was like gonna chop him in the throat. Yeah, you know or what at I mean? least give him like when he did the salute. I thought he was at least gonna turn that into an attack or something. Right, something. But no, and then we got to talking about it. It's kind of like, well, Hitler was just a guy, like, a, a, a kind of a dude that had a massive military, and he was, you know, just this. Great speaker. Yeah, I mean, one of that, the world's greatest speakers that like, was able to get millions of people to follow him through fear and... Well, that's what they talk about, the, the charismatic yeah. leader, you know what I mean, that can, you know, bring, you know, fold people to his will. Yeah. So... And in hell, that's just, unfortunately, not a, a very good characteristic to have. Yeah, well, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're a loner down here, and you have to solve your own problems. So even the fratty douche Tyler can push you around, beat you up, and... You'd think we're going to get a, a, a Eugene step in and and protect him until he sees a camera in the corner. Yeah, well, like, even then, like, I thought, for some reason, I have this picture of Eugene just becoming a total badass in hell. And, like, I thought it was going to happen with him protecting Hitler, of all people. And then, no, he just ends up starting the chant back up and kicking Hitler in see the face. Kyle <laughs> stomping his head, basically. Um but I will also say this fight, the Hitler fight scene, I don't know if it was supposed to be comedically bad, but it was awful. Yeah, I kind of think so, actually. And the other major fight scene we get in this episode. Fantastic. Well, it, even though, though, it, it could have the Benny Hill music oh, playing yes. in the background. Very you know what I mean? So. <laughs> so it's like... It was I, very Three Stooges-esque. I don't know where they were going, like what kind of mood they were in when mm-hmm. they made this episode, but it's like... Okay, I see where they're going. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It was comically silly, and 
you know, kind of harkens back to old movies you used to see with mm-hmm. like silly phantom kicks and stomps and stuff on a guy on the ground. So it was almost like very Jackie Chan esque, like towards like his middle career to where he's like using a lot of props and like missing a lot of punches. Well, there was a lot of times where you like get you kicked and like a puff of dust would come up <laughs> off of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I agree, but that's about and, the end of Eugene we get. And so are you excited for more or like, do you want more hell or do you want less hell? No, I want more hell. Okay. I'm looking forward to, because first off, Eugene was sent there. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't die and go there. And so I'm intrigued why they're not worried how they just randomly got him there. Well, that's the thing. I have a feeling that Eugene is part of the problem that's fritzing the system, the system, because he's not. He's not dead. Like he's not a soul. He's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Eugene is legitimately alive. Uh, well, legitimately sorry, and has repented. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I haven't even thought about it like that. Yeah. You know, because they talk about you know suicides are there, but he's an attempted suicide. He didn't mm-hmm. die, but he's and also fully redempt, redemptive personality. Yes. I think, and has probably been saved again and everything. Yeah, I would I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there is something with the the fritzing going on. I think has something to do with him, I or can see that, or the fact that Santa Killers has ran off, or some combination of both. Right. Okay. We do not get a ton of Jesse this episode. No, which I'm kind of okay with. Well, it was a weird thing that Jesse and Cassidy go into. They they <laughs> just randomly on an infomercial. With Malcolm in the middle, Frankie, Frankie Muniz. Muniz. Great uh, cameo. Great job to just randomly pull Frankie Muniz out of nowhere and put him in the show. But the God replacement from season one plays a homeless person mm-hmm. in the infomercial. Okay, then we realize he's an actor. So we get a good, I mean, 30 minutes of the episode of them just searching for this guy. Uh, we get, I mean, like 10 minutes of them talking to the agent. Which was pretty damn funny. Yes, I did enjoy this. And like whenever Cassidy started to be like, for Game of Thrones, no, yeah. no business class. <laughs> He's like, no. At first, business, where not everyone's made out of money. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, he's playing Dink- this person. Dinklage flies business. It's like, really? We <laughs> <laughs> put him in a suitcase. Like, what do you want? Yeah, I just thought this was great. I mean, this guy played it really well. You know, he played the straight man. Mm-hmm. But... As one of these weird lunatic agent characters, you know what I mean, and you know I love, <laughs> I love that Cassidy took the lead on this. Yes, and that Jesse just kind of had to sit back and realize that his way wasn't working. Was like, unless he used Genesis, he wasn't going to get any information out of him. And then Cassidy was just being Cassidy. Yeah, I know what you need to hear mm-hmm. to get my information. So I love this stuff. So that was good. We get to see the audition film. Where he gets blown away. Out of nowhere. Did not see this coming in the slider. So then, like, Cassie's freaking out. As, like, I'm freaking out. And then Jesse's like, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, he had to go to heaven. Yeah. So, you have to die. So, it all makes sense, but it's also crazy as hell. Yeah. And then... Well, you you get to thinking, like, okay, this is going to lead to us finding this actor... But no, the actor I, is in heaven. Yeah. All this was literally just to see a hand holding a gun. 
and realize that they're actually looking for the people that made the, the video. Movie. But then it's like, are these the same people that hoodwinked us in the last episode? I'm thinking possibly. Be- well, maybe. Because that means there's another group of people that know God is missing. Yeah, and then how do they know that God? Like, did God tell them? Like, How are people on earth discovering this and then making actions for heaven? Yeah, I don't know. They got a lot of explaining to do. And then we still have... Like, are these same people the same people that are after Cassidy from the pilot episode? Yeah, they have, not, they have not gone even remotely touched back onto Cassidy being hunted by basically vampire yeah. hunters. And I think that part of that's going to deal with Dennis because I don't know if y'all threw out uh, ideas on who Dennis was, but I think Dennis is the person who turned Cassidy. Well, that's what, our, uh, that's what my thought was. Yeah. And then Zach was like, well, dang, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, his host or whatever you call it, whatever the one that turned him, the Tom Cruise. <laughs> really? uh, Tom Gibson. Cruise is the first one we're going with. Lestat. I mean, interview with the vampire style. That's the way you go. Okay. I, I was mean, more of a Blade person for my first vampire movie. So, but but Blade was born a vampire. It wasn't a Turner. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, never... no, no. It was bad. Bad reference. That, you're Better. right, you're right. You could have gone the Kiefer Sutherland, you know, never Lost seen, Boys. Never seen Lost Boys. Oh my God. I'm what sorry. a shame. Blame my brother. That is a classic of my childhood. Oh, it still holds up. It's pretty great. Okay. Frog Brothers, it's good stuff. That'll be my homework for next week. Yeah, you deserve a, a, a good dose of Lost Boys. Um you seen Stand By Me, right? Yeah. Okay. Same vein. Okay. Coming right of age tales. Um, anyway, like I said, you, you, we, we got like time with Jesse on the screen, but it wasn't like a lot of, I don't know, progress, I no, guess you'd say. Like, I feel like Jesse almost regressed this episode. Like I didn't want to see him on screen. Like, I, I, I need him to be... Not so one-track minded. I understand that he's looking for God, and this is the most important mission in the world. But I was I surprised to- though that he was so nonchalant about Tulip. Yes, like that just wasn't working for me because like she's caring so much, and like she's still throwing out till the end of the world. You can tell how much she's in pain, like emotionally and everything. And Jesse's just flatlined. Yeah, and like that was that was our problem with him in the middle of the first season. I agree. He's. Tunnel vision, mm-hmm. you know, that's a perfect term for it. And I guess it does lead to a little bit of comic relief with Cassidy, like having to break down and finally tell him he's hinting at it I've constantly. I've been dropping at you all day, mate. Like, you're not <laughs> listening. You're not picking up. He's like, well, I'm picking up now. Yeah. Which, you know, ends up leading us to a glorious fight scene. Yes. You know, at Victor's house. But let's talk a little bit about what we saw at Victor's house. So... The henchmen. Yes. They're all well-dressed, slick-haired, you know, and, quiet thugs. And, like, I'm assuming he's got to be Russian. And so, how is a Russian mob doing so well in New Orleans? You think this guy's Russian? I, I don't know what else Victor would be, because it's spelled with a K. Yeah, and it's it's spelled a little different, too. It's like K. T-O-R or something like that. Yeah, I think like it's that, V-I-K-T-O-R. So. 
Um, like I can't think of it being any other nationality, but he's got a lot of different races working for him. So yeah, I don't know. It's not like he's yeah. He doesn't have a solid Russian crew. That's for sure. No. Um. So they're all kind of cool. We meet his daughter. Who spits in tulip size. Did, did not um, see that coming. I expected her. Like, you expect a little girl to always be like the little saving grace. Like, oh, okay. Yes, I'm so happy. No. But you know what I do like? The realism of what spit really looks like. You know, you get a lot of these yeah. movies where they're like, Tuh! they spit and there's like this perfect round droplet that like hits always on the yeah. side of the nose or near the eye and runs down and they wipe it off, right? This one, it was a... Just pure splatter yeah, that like came out of her. Different size of chunks, everything coming at her and stuff. And I was what like, it looks like when you spit. I was like, it was actual. She had water in her mouth and <laughs> Tulip was A-OK with it somehow. Yeah. So you could tell Tulip used mm-hmm. to be close with all these people. The henchman playing cards. She's trying to make a light joke. They won't speak to her. Uh, she goes into the kitchen, talk to the big guy. He's like, needs more salt. Oh, I lo- and I loved that so much. Like he's just sitting there eating, just like trying to figure out something to do. Needs more salt. Then the cook just looks at him like, "How dare you tell me I need more seasoning to buy food?" Yeah, and you know, even the like cleaning ladies and stuff like that. They're not. Mm-hmm. They won't speak to her. So there's clearly a history. Yeah, uh, she knows everybody's name in the house, uh, but nobody likes her right now. And so it's like either Victor became very tough. Or she screwed them much worse than I ever could have figured that she could have. Well, that's the thing is they're not hinting at all towards how he, she screwed him. Yeah. We just know that sorry ain't going to cut it and tears ain't going to cut it. No. And that she's got like a couple hours to figure out what to say that will cut it. Um, we meet the Ben character who is the torture. resident torture guy. Loves his job. And I love that he's listening to music. It, oh, this is a total callback to like American Psycho. See, I w- it took me back to Leon the Professional. Well, yeah, I see the, Leon the Professional, but the music part. Yeah, that's what it took me back because he was listening to like old classical Mozart. Oh, you're talking was, about the villain. Yeah, as he was okay. mowing everybody yep. down with the shotgun. I, I see you now. I see it, definitely. But this totally brought me back to Christian Bale and like talking about Huey Lewis in the news. Mm-hmm. He's even got like a you know, an apron on. Um, and then just joyfully sprayed acid on somebody. Like, boop. Boop. Yeah, just... And you just hear it sizzling. And he's so nonchalant. He comes out. It's like, he's back with us. I don't know how that happened. It usually doesn't work like this. He's like... I don't know how long we're going to have him, but, you know, we have him for a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, then, you know, later on, he's like, yeah, heart failure. It happens sometimes. Um, and so how would you do being tortured? Like, I would already be telling them whatever they wanted to hear before anything even touched me. Oh, no, I have no threshold for pain. Oh, I'm the biggest baby. Uh, like I, ha- I have a threshold for pain, but there's no amount of information that I have that's going to be like, no, you can just have it. You're not going to believe me regardless. So yeah, first time they spray acid on me, I'm done. <laughs> I'm totally done. Like, it could just be water placebo effect. I'd be like, no, uh. no, here, <laughs> take it. I know there's pain that's going to come with this somehow. Um, no, no, I would be no good at this. Yeah, but I do like this character, and pretty messed up that Victor has it next to his office. Yes. He likes to hear what's going on. 
I, it takes us back to uh, the villain from season one. You know, as he's sitting there listening to cows being slaughtered as uh, he eats a steak. I agree. And, the you know, the first time you see him coming out of that room, he's got the blue, uh, like, Tyvek suit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just hold on to that. This one's not going to be a fast one. This would be an all-day affair. I, you know? like, I was like, oh. You know, he's, just, he's covered in, like, blood spray. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, ew. Uh, but Jesse does show up. Yes. He's just genesising everybody. I love love the bald talk by the two guards out front. Yep. They're like, my follicles just gave up. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're just sitting there like just two normal people and stuff and then you're having a chit chat then. No. Yeah, open the Pri- gate. Private property. Yeah. Stay. Just sit still. Uh, y'all don't move. And you see them all just like frozen. Like the one guy's like getting up to pull his gun or something. He's like, don't. And then like he's like frozen and then sits back down. And they're like, I was really wanting to just be like, do jumping jacks. You know, just mess with them for the entire time. Well, he's being too quick, though. Yeah. So, but yeah, comes in. You think Tulip does a number on some people. Yeah. First off, she whoops Big Boy's ass uh, and steals his gun. Mm-hmm. Then she goes for Victor, puts it up to his head. And is like, I'll blow your brains out. Just let me leave. And he says no. Turns his face, like pull the trigger, do it. And I got to say, I'm a sucker for this every time. I love when somebody says, pull the trigger. Like, I don't know why, but that's one of my favorite villain things. It's just like, go ahead, do it. Oh, pull I like the it when there's non-villain. I mean, Mel Gibson, Lethal Weapon style. You know what I Ooh, mean? Ooh, okay. Remember? Yeah. Maybe Denny Glover. <laughs> He's like, do you want to die? Uh, yeah, so Tulip, well, still, she gets jumped. She still beats the shit. Oh, out of like three or four, four. Yeah, I think three or four um, people. Before Ben comes in with an axe handle, like my god, like that should have murdered her. Yeah, that would be awful. Like she's not waking up for days. But no, he's like, just leave her. I'll take care of her. So you don't know what to think. You assume, honestly, yeah. I thought they were going to have sex when he come in the door, and that they were making the sounds like they were too. And so I mean, I'm right there with you. I thought this is going to be really terrible. And this is going to be awful for Jesse. <laughs> and she's just sitting. Well, I mean, before we get to that, we'll just go to the fight scene between. Was ben that and, before? Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah, it is before. And so, like, he because he goes into the office, and then he just looks at the door, and he's like, "I'm going to check it out." And so then he goes in through the door, and we see old heart failure just laying right there, hanging up on the hook, and then. I guess he hit him with the Billy Club taser? The axe the, handle again. The axe handle again? Yeah. And I thought Jesse was dead. I was like, great. <laughs> okay, so this is where the hilarity ensues. Yes. This is what I talk about with the Benny Hill music, stuff like that. Jesse is out on his feet. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. up and fighting, but he is totally concussed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see fighters do this where they're they're still there. They're still moving. They're still attacking sometimes. It's like getting up after a Tyson knockdown. Like, you're just not there. But you could clearly tell, like, their eyes are bugged out. and They're mm-hmm. you know, they kind of glazed over and stuff. So this fight is not fast. No. It's slow and, like, silly. You can see everything coming from a mile away. Like, they're winding up just to wind up the punch and everything. Yeah, because Jesse lands several mean shots on this dude yeah and he's dazed as well but 
He takes the first few like a champion. Absolutely. This dude is tough as shit. And he's wearing his earbuds, and we're getting this awesome music playing in the background, so he can't hear Genesis. Genesis we can still hear Genesis, which I thought was a really nice touch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, not only that, I was just like, where can I get these headphones? Like he he's making a lot of movements because then any headphones I go running in, I like I start pumping my arms and everything, and these the bad boys fall out. Yeah, so, well, super glue or something. At least they're the, the ear wrap ones. Yes. Those will hold your ear a little better. But we get some funny ass weapons here. Fire hose. Okay, the, Jesse's first weapon is a fire hose, and he's. Using every bit of this thing. He's deflecting the the axe handle first. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he blocks a shot and then whips him in the face a couple times with a fire nozzle. That's got to hurt so bad. Those things are like cast yeah, bronze. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would hurt like hell. All I know is the end of a belt hurts. And that's like what, nickel? Oh my God. That's and like so, pot metal. Like, you know? I could only imagine what a... 15 pound nozzle is going to feel like coming yeah. out the side of my head. Likely death yeah. is what it feel like. <laughs> um, so he's like, he loses that. So he gets a machete and he comes back. He takes a couple more shots with the nozzle. Yeah. And then like he just starts cutting the hose and I'm like, yes, finally something that makes sense. Yeah. And then Jesse goes to hide behind heart failure here, cuts his arm off. So what does Jesse do? Uses his arm as, as a, a weapon. weapon. Yeah. So it's like what I tell my kids all the time. I'll beat your arms off and beat you to death with them. Or I'll tear your arms off, beat you to death with them, and stuff like that. And it's like... This can be done. This is, this happens. He, <laughs> he starts beating them up with an arm. Um, so how would you, you like to get the hell be like, how would you get here? I got beat to death with a dead man's arm. With my own arm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that happens. But then he Ben turns the tables on him. Yeah. And starts whipping the shit out of him again. He falls back into a foosball table. Why there's a foosball table in the torture room? Because that's what these guys are into. I mean, there's six business here. Um, and then we get the most ridiculous weapon ever. Where he tears off one of the foosball handle bars. So you're calling that more ridiculous than an arm? Yes! At least the arm we may have seen before, you know, where that's happened before. Um, uh, I've never, ever seen a foosball bar or handle or whatever you want to call it. You know why? Because foosball is the world's worst game. Sorry if anyone Ooh, listens to you foosball. You probably just made some enemies. Good, because um, foosball is terrible. What I will say, it would be so hard to rip one of those things out yes. of the table. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried so hard many of times in my year, terrible years of playing foosball of trying to rip one of those handles out. Well, that's a classic rule. No tilt. Yes. You can't be picking up on the handles. Because those things can take some serious, they can. serious weight. So it's like, the fact that he tore it out of there, I was like, wow. Um, so yeah, so we see a cattle prod. We see... An arm, we a fire a hose, a ma- handle, machete, a machete, uh, axe handle, everything. I just, I mean, everything you think of. And the wall still has more stuff. If the fight would have lasted longer, we got more stuff. It would have just gotten out of hand. But it finally is ended with a foosball rod through the cadaver, 
through the cadaver than through Ben. Yep. Um, and were you disappointed that Jesse never pulled any of the earbuds out and just used Genesis? No, because I wanted this ridiculous wanted fight, fight to continue. Okay. So it didn't bother me that much. Um, it, it, I guess it didn't bother me, but it would have made sense yeah. that as soon as he could get a hold of him, because he knocked him a few times and could have got his ear. You know what I mean? Or at least just grab the wire and be yeah, able to pull him out. Something. But, but I yeah, love, no, I'm, I'm okay with how it ended and everything. Yeah, I love the design. Um, sorry. Um, the way they, the camera was working, mm-hmm. where they made it where it seemed like a long shot, where Jesse would fall on the ground and they would kind of zoom in on his shoulder. Yeah. And it would go black and then they'd pull out and he's getting up again. You know what I mean? No, the camera, the director was did his job for this fight scene. Oh, they they use some really slick techniques to where they can make a shot be broken up but feel like a long shot. Mm-hmm. So, well done. Super kudos to this guy. Bravo. Cameraman crushed it. And... But after, you know, we just had Ben die and everything, and then that's when he comes out of the office, looks down the hall, sees... I will, will Victor's assume, room. Yeah. And then that's when you start hearing, well, at least I think, you start hearing sex noises. Right? I thought it was some moans. I did. Yeah. And maybe it was just her crying or Which something. it didn't even look like she was crying when no, we got in there. No, it, it didn't look like it. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought I heard some yeah, some intimate noises coming out of there. Um, but yeah, he rushes in, takes no time, punches him in the face. Yeah. Puts him in a headlock, starts choking him out. As they're both sitting Indian style on the bed. And I was just like, Yeah. Okay, Jesse. You know, you still got the adrenaline pumping and everything. You just killed a man with a foosball rod. I'll give it to you. Oh, you know he'd be fired up. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we get the reveal. And I think you or Zach called this beforehand that Victor's her husband. I think it might have been me because I felt like that was the odd thing, but. I'd have well, to go back and listen. It was a couple episodes ago yeah. we talked about, like, what did she do so wrong to Victor? And I thought it was just some, you know, left him in a lurch on a heist or something. But one of you said that she's probably married to him. Well, since Zach's not here, I'll happily take the credit. No, I understand. You know what? And that's just the way it works. Yeah. Uh, Can't defend yourself. Eh. So, like I said, the episode called Victor... This was the big reveal, mm-hmm. but I still thought we were going to get a lot more Victor information. Yeah, I, I feel like Victor's just going to end up becoming an ally. I feel like Victor's going to get blown um, away in the next episode. From the Saint of Killers? Yeah. Or the Cowboy, I guess, as we call him on the show. Uh, Because let me tell you what they've done. They've introduced us to a mini henchman. They've introduced us to the front of the house, yep. two guys that walk the gate, a whole room's full of people. You know, I'm like, oh, all of these guys are dead. Are dead as shit by the Santa Killers. And I think Tulip ends up saving them. Or Jesse ends up saying, I don't think we're going to see him, see Victor die. It would still surprise me if he dies, but tell me it wouldn't surprise you or would surprise you if he did die. I would. I think I would honestly be a little surprised if he died. Like, man. You don't just give a man an episode and then kill him in the next one. Like I know this show can do anything, and I'm excited for it. But I think to just give a man the title episode and then kill him in the next one—that's some crazy stuff, right there. Yeah, 
I think we're going to get a couple cool reveals, though, pretty soon. I think one of them's going to be, who the fuck is Dennis? Um, I can't wait. I really hope it is Dennis because... He's like, I'm, ha, that's just some French. <laughs> um, I love that Cassie has never learned to speak French in 119 years. Yeah, well, like, How do you live 119 years and not pick up a second language? Well, there's people older than 119 right now. I'm assuming they know two languages. No. They know, yeah, their accent from wherever <laughs> butthole town they're from. Yep. And that's it. Um, and English. American English. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... I don't know what's going to come up of it, but I'm looking forward to it. And, and if Victor survives, fine. It's a good actor. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if he did. But so was... James Earl Haley? Uh, well, yeah, James Earl Haley, of, of course. But I'm talking about even this season, um, Jesse's other preacher friend. Great another actor. good actor. Yeah. Now, he had an excellent episode, but it's like, dang, dead already. Uh, episode, he had an excellent 10, 15 minutes. I mean, there was a gas station attendant who got his tongue pulled out Ugh. just because he ran across the preacher. And These he was people told are, to forget about him. Yeah. These guys come in direct contact with the path that Jesse's taking. You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, these guys are greased for yeah. sure. Well, do you think we end up leaving New Orleans by the two or three episodes? You can't hang out in one spot. There's no way. No, not with the Saint of Killers after. Unless we get some demon SWAT or angel SWAT coming down to help with the Saint of Killers, they have to leave. You're right. And there's, so there's, they can't. They he's too powerful. They've already shown how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. He's basically the Grim Reaper. You know what I I'm mean, saying? He's more powerful than Genesis. So, so I mean, you gotta. They can't stay in any city for any amount of time that he's there. Yeah, you can't hide from him. So, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they got to be busting out of New Orleans in the next episode. Hopefully, head north to Memphis. We got some jazz. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I'll take that. Yeah, like, I'll take I, a little cameo. I'd love it. And I mean, I don't, but I don't remember us doing any filming here. So no, they definitely didn't. <laughs> so sad. I always know when they do. I think we had, we had this is us here recently, and that's about it. We had something like a year ago. There was a big movie or something. Well, we we had the Cinemax show Quarry. That might have been it. Was filmed here. Yeah, it was Quarry. Which unfortunately, it's already been canceled too. But that was filmed right down the street from me and then downtown quite a bit but yeah we don't get as much as we should we have plenty of i wish they would that's I, like my dream um is to make tax film breaks just aren't really good no they don't, their incentives are not yeah even remotely as close to new orleans or atlanta so. atlanta man there's so much filming in georgia well nobody wants to film in la anymore i guess it's just too damn expensive yeah taxes so taxes are for- outrageous anyway we won't get into this conversation uh <laughs> but that's pretty much the episode that's the episode i'm i'm really looking forward to more hell stuff with eugene um and hitler and i hope this pop collar tyler kid gets his comeuppance god um, I mean, what, what do you i guess i hope he gets thrown in the pit but then again it's like why am i rooting for a average joe to get thrown in a pit over hitler like yeah i don't yeah, know it's messed up don't have a clue how that's gonna all turn out <laughs> uh and like i said 
anytime Santa Killer shows yeah. up, I'm I'm super stoked. So now that I know he's in town, I'm I'm pumped. And I think he's going to be brought in within like the first ten minutes of the episode. I don't see how you can really waste too much time. Oh, and I gotta say, like it happens like what the stuff that they're doing with the preacher intro, like when the word preacher pops up, and then like before it goes to the credits, to where it was just Tulip and uh, Victor talking, and we got the uh, preacher coming up, and it was just her face. Like their intro stuff is still one of the most fascinating things to me. Because I remember we were always harping about it last year. And yeah. This was the first time I really noticed it this year. Well, you know what's cool about their intros? You know you're always going to get something mm-hmm. in the very beginning. And you know when it's over because all of a sudden it'll just go, preacher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Freeze frame onto somebody. And then we always get a really good intro, you know, music credits and stuff like that. Just a fantastic job all the way around. Absolutely. I'm really, really, really enjoying this season, so. Yes, but uh, you got anything else? No, man, that's it. Well, guys, until next week, I'm Cash. I'm Jake. And this was Blee TV.